0: Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, we'll put a bow on last night's 3-2 overtime loss to the Carolina Hurricanes, but it was at no fault of rookie goaltender Levy Marilinen.
1: And Mad Sogard is joining the team down in Florida, so we'll take a look at how we would like to divvy up the goalie starts for the final four games of the season.
0: Perfect topic for a hashtag goalie friendly show. It's all brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Go check them out. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on
1: the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast.
0: Welcome inside episode 771 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains today is Wednesday, April 5th, and Pillsy I think the Sens might have a new goalie of the future.
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, a good AHL start shutout, not bad. And then right after that, another good performance in Carolina in the NHL. Levy Marilinen is looking like he's just continuously going from Finland to the AHL to the NHL and just bouncing around and having good starts all over the place. So it's very possible, Ross, that. We could have seen the first showing of the Sens goalie of the future last night.
0: Well, we'll get into both goalies, as you mentioned in the intro, but I haven't had my chance to gush over this play because you and Martian had the postcast last night. If anyone missed it, you can go find it on your favorite audio podcast platform or on YouTube, but Pilsy, I've been taking notes all game long. I went back, I rewatched it just watching how calm he is in net. Easily my favorite part of his game is the confidence that he clearly gives the guys in front of him. No rebounds. And when it was, it was like not just tipped into the corner. He was steering pucks. He was controlling exactly where he wanted them to go. DJ Smith made mention of his play in overtime where he makes a big save. Most goalies are just like, ah, exhale. No, he's looking to move the puck up. How can I get this into an opportunity going forward for the Senators? But Pilsy, I want you to pick up on this. As a goalie, when you're in a stress situation, you let in one. It's easy to get behind the eight ball, but he lets in a goal a minute and 50 seconds into this game, and it was clear, calm, like it never happened. Makes five saves in the first five minutes, and he just carried that in. I didn't think he had a chance on any of the three goals, especially, I mean, overtime's kind of its own beast, but neither of the ones in regulation is he going to do anything or any other goalie for that matter.
1: Yeah, I agree. I thought he did a really good job of staying calm after that first one happens quick because he got a couple shots in three or four shots before that goal. So he's feeling it. And then a tip shot from the point. Nothing you can do there, but he doesn't let that get him down. And pretty much that second goal. Same thing, Ross. Another deflection from a point shot. You're not going to have much chance on that. And He didn't allow anything to really shake him up or to get him frustrated. Uh, The Hurricanes even tried crashing the net a couple times. Didn't work. uh, Rebounds were easily controlled. So Levy, Maryland, if he's able to keep that consistently for each of his starts, whether it's in Belleville or Ottawa, we're going to see a good goalie for the rest of the year here. Dude, that save he
0: made, glove save on a, on a redirect from the half wall with like 30 seconds left in the game to keep it tied was unreal. And then just kind of flips it over, goes for a skate, just man, no pulse. As we got in the scouting report, I think we're going to be saying that a lot with Levy Merrill And as we said, we'll get into this conversation a little bit more, but Pilsy, if there was a definition in the dictionary, I know we're not big books guys, but open up the dictionary. Whoa. Go, hey, come on, go find the definition for doing too much. That was a picture of Tim Stutzle last night. I like where his head was at, but he was trying to do, he was trying to win the game by himself when they were down two.
1: Yeah. And Timmy gets into that mindset once in a while, Ross, when he's just like, okay, we're down. I'm going to, I'm going to do 3000 dekes and I'll just solve this on my own. I'll take all the way from my own net all the way to the other side of the ice and, he, the effort's there. like You cannot bash the effort for Tim Stiltz. So he's working, and he had a couple really good chances that he just wasn't able to beat uh, Antti Ranta on there, as Ranta high, had a great game too. That
0: high glove chance where Brady put it on a T for him right in the slot.
1: Yeah, there was a couple of those chances, and the sense hit the post a couple times. I thought Batherson had a really productive night as well. He was getting some grade A scoring looks, and Ultimately, it comes down to overtime, and this team has not had success in overtime recently, or even the, the shootout, Ross, if you go back to the Leafs game, it's been tough sledding for this team. So those loser points that stay loser points and don't become two winning points, ultimately, that may have a big uh, conclusion in how this season ends for the Ottawa Senators, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, learning, learning, learning is the key there, especially when you realize Tim Stutzler, I mean, 21 years old and and the frustration is is kind of in his game right now. And you, you can tell that he's gripping the stick. How about after that initial where he gets robbed twice on one shift, he just takes the puck, he ragged it back to his own zone just so that he could shake shimmy the, the Carolina uh, four checker. He like put it off the boards behind it right to himself and he's gone. And you're like, okay, that's, that's sick. But did you have to do it?
1: Like- yeah, and oh my god, Tim Stutzel always does stuff like that. But hey, uh, if you, I'll take the bad with the good when it comes to Tim Stutzle. That's for sure. And I forget if it was this game or the Columbus game, Ross. But Tim Stutzel was looking frustrated on the bench. He's staring out onto the ice. You can tell he's pissed off. And Claude Giroux just shimmies along the bench. That's like shimmies in front of players. And he's like, "I gotta talk to Timmy quickly here." <laughs> and he's just telling Timmy like. I don't know what he's saying. I'm not reading lifts. But generally, from the body language, it looks like he's just like, hey, it's going to be all right. We're going to figure this out. And Timmy's still pissed. And Giroux's just laughing. He's like, man, this kid just does not quit. And he's laughing as he walks back to the other side of the bench. He's like, damn, I thought I was a competitive dude. This uh, Tim Stutzler guy, he's not messing around here. And we saw a nice clip, too, of Claude Rue kind of chatting with Igor on the bench last game as well. Just giving him little insight and Igor's like yep yep got it got it and um, that's the kind of veteran leadership that this team desperately needed and they got with Claude Giroux
0: yeah well he also had a very nice conversation with uh the referee Garrett Rank after his penalty in the second
1: period I thought the the doorman was gonna have an issue with Claude because he closes it and then Claude opens it again and screams nice. and then the doorman's like okay You don't touch my door. like that. I'm literally the doorman. That's my one job. You don't touch the door. I'm closing it. And then he opens it again, so the doorman's like, no, I'm bodying you. He gets in front of him and stands in front of the door. And Claude's still giving it to the ref after that Jake Sanderson penalty that uh, put them down five on three. But, yeah, what a guy. He had a point. Oh, he had a great point. That was a phantom penalty, Ross. Jake Sanderson, the only way he's getting penalties is when the ref calls it on other people. Ridiculous. Yeah, you think back. It was I think T.J. Oshie
0: who gave one of the the head snaps that didn't even touch him, and absolute bogus uh, embellishment in a separate situation on Jake Sanderson. So six of his ten penalty minutes this year, complete bogus. But Pillsy, we don't talk about the refs on this show, and and they they were bad. I think both ways. Ottawa got their makeup call in the third period as well, and um, just overall. Some frustrations, I think, this late in the season. By the way, Sanderson played over
1: 30 minutes in last night's game. like, And he looked damn good. Like, there was one point, Ross, where I could tell Sandy was getting a little tired. And he gave the puck away in his own zone. And I'm like, oh, no, this is going to turn out bad for Sandy. But then he does an amazing job of getting low on the ice, blocking that two-on-one pass, and then just clears it. As if, like, any other player, that mistake would have led to panic and probably a really good chance. Sanderson's just like, okay, I screwed that up. How do I solve it? Solve it. Boom. Out of the zone. Just easy. It's easy for the kid. So easy for him. Timmy played 26 minutes,
0: which I thought was going to be a season high. Nope. He's played five games with more than 26 minutes.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a game up against the Jets when he came back from injury. And uh, they needed him to to just quickly play. And he ends up playing a career high. I'm pretty sure we talked about that on the postcast of that game because – It was up in the 27 mark, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it wasn't the game in Winnipeg because that was the game where Derek Broussard was the number one center on this team. Um, His game, uh, no, not against the Jets. Uh, Washington, right
1: before Christmas. Yeah, that's the one. 27-52
0: 2752 in that game which makes sense because that was yep. uh, two days after the game the in Winnipeg was December 20th um, that I was at so yeah 27.52 now it did go to uh, overtime uh in that game so so that is something to note but yeah in a regulation game uh his game against Toronto April 1st so just last week played 2648. In a regulation game so timmy is uh clearly getting the the brunt of the minutes and it's just going to help their development going into next season but hopefully he doesn't have to play that much that often 26 16 last night for timmy unfortunate way how it ends in the final minute of overtime you're just kind of like and obviously i'm i'm kind of being hypocritical right now because i'm of the favor of getting rid of the shootout altogether but you're just hoping at that point. And I had message at send at send yeah. prospects, my, our guy, Henry being like, Hey, isn't Marilyn ridiculous in break in like shootout penalty shot situations. And as I see him start typing, the goal goes in. I said, ah, never mind. Uh, the stats are though, because I'm sure some people are curious. He stopped 14 out of 16 shootout attempts in the OHL last year and went two for two on penalty shots. So I, when it's mano y mano, Levy Marilainen is a 16 for 18 math guy last year in the
1: OHL. And I think that even extended uh, to Liga, Ross. I, I don't know the stats off the top of my head. but what? Aren't you on your finished scouting trip every year? <laughs> no, I missed it this year. I told you that. I missed it. COVID, COVID. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's, like, he's just one of those guys where if you take out all variables and outside factors, he's like, I got this. I can beat anyone that comes in one on one, and yeah, I'm really excited that Levy's over here. Part of me thought Ross that he might stay another league in uh, or another year in Liga. I'm so glad he's decided, and the Sens have decided that it's time for him to come to North America.
0: I'm really excited to see what's next for Levy Marilyn, and I think one thing's for sure: he's staying in North America, right? Like he's not going back again.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I thought he might do that because. This is a Carpat kid who finally got his opportunity to play in Carpat. He dominates over there. I thought he might want to, you know, squeeze it a little bit more and get one last year out of it before coming over, making the pilgrimage to uh, North America, where he'll likely be for a while now. But it seems like he's ready to go. And uh, this team, the questions in the crease, there's a lot of them, but there's some. There's some good competition between the young goalies. Are they ready to take over NHL roles yet? That remains to be seen. But there's some good hope in the pipeline when it comes to the uh, the goalies here, for sure.
0: The Ottawa Senators have four games remaining in the regular season. How should those be divvied up with Mad Sogard, Levy Marilinen, or even Cam Talbot? We'll get into that conversation next. Plus, some toxic positivity we're going to sh- save for the end of the show. There is still a way... The Sens can make the playoffs. Our friend at the Sens vibe. He's vibing on Twitter and he has the details of how the Senators can still qualify. Buckle up. The blueprint,
1: Ross. The blueprint.
0: Put your tinfoil hats on for this one. We'll also preview tonight's Belleville Sens game where I'm calling it right now. I know we've said it's must-win territory for them for a while. It's make or break time. We will not have another must-win game if Belleville loses tonight. They're taking on the Lake Erie monsters that's all coming up next you're listening to locked on senators
1: today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at indeed guys if you're hiring you need indeed indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract interview and hire all in one place they make it easy for you it's the only job site where you're guaranteed to find a quality application that meets your must-have requirements or else you don't pay so you're not sifting through resumes that just aren't going to cut it for what you're looking for instead of spending hours on multiple job sites trying to line everything up it's like ross's computer you got thirty thousand tabs open trying to figure out where you can find the best partner no Do it all with the best, powerful hiring partner and Indeed partners with you with every step of the hiring process. You'll find great talent through time-saving tools like Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. It's awesome what they're able to do. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates With resumes on Indeed that match your job description right away, and you can invite them to apply. So as soon as it gets going, you've already got the ball rolling and you can get people looking at your job. Plus, you only play for quality applications that have your must-have requirements. So everyone else, you don't need to worry about. Start hiring right now and get a $75 sponsor credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. That offer is valid Almost over. So you got to check it out right now. Go to indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit. Indeed.com slash locked on.
0: Today's episode is also brought to you by Shawarma Palace. You know how much I love our friends at Shawarma Palace. I'm going to be at Shawarma Palace in about 48 hours. It's Ooh. our first stop. Every time we come to Ottawa, we make sure that we head to Shawarma Palace. Why? Because the quality is outstanding. They've been Ottawa's best shawarma since 1997, the same year the Sens first qualified to the playoffs. Is that just a coincidence? Or are all things better at Shawarma Palace? They are, and they're also bigger at Shawarma Palace because they do not skimp on quantity. I'm telling you, it's more economical than going to the grocery store. Is just going to Shawarma Palace. Load up on their platter. Get the extra garlic. Get the... uh, Get the palafel, get the chicken, get the beef. There's so many options at Shawarma Palace. And if you don't feel like digging into an entire platter, you just want to grab and go, why not get a wrap? They're so good. Love how they put them on the grill afterwards. You get that nice charcoal, but it's still fresh on the inside. Go there today. Any of their nine locations now open at the Sailor Ross Shopping Center. Go on Rideau Street, go on Bank Street. You're never too far from a Shawarma Palace, but You can also find Shawarma Palace on Uber Eats. So eat like a royal at Shawarma Palace. And a reminder that Sends games taste better. Game days taste better at Shawarma Palace. Check them out. Shawarma Palace. We love our friends at Shawarma Palace. (laughs) All right, Pilsy. (laughs) sorry i had to just wipe my mouth
1: i'm I'm starting to
0: drool knowing shawarma
1: palace i know it gets me going too i'm so excited to get that uh platter oh so soon save some for later
0: or or do you eat your whole platter at shawarma palace all at once
1: oh god no ross you know that would take me hours to do it would still be considered two meals because you take four hours to eat yeah, I would start at lunch, and uh, uh, as dinner's rolling around, I'm just finishing off the last garlic potatoes.
0: Yeah, oh, buddy, can't wait for that. Can't wait for the weekend. If you're heading to the game on Saturday, uh would love to be able to say hi. If you see us rolling around the concourse with a couple of Izzy's, uh, you know, to stop by and say hi. Can't wait for that. We'll be with the whole postcast crew at Laleem's Martian, Jack Richardson there. But we got another postcast before then, tomorrow night, join us after the Senators take on the Florida Panthers. Lucky to be in South Florida right now, eh, Pilsy? With the storm in Ontario, the storm in Manitoba. Seems like we're just getting one last kick in the behind here up in Canada.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Ross, the the thunder and lightning was so crazy here, it turned my mic off. Uh, we were, before recording, the thunder hit, and my mic just was done, so crazy storm happening here I mean I mean we did just play the hurricanes but uh, the storm continues to cruise through Ontario
0: All the lightning are coming up in uh, oh
1: damn yeah from
0: hurricane to lightning look out yeah no doubt uh hey who do you want to see on Saturday let's work backwards from that which goalie Do you want to see up close and personal? Because we got to see Mads in February. I thought he played well that game, the overtime loss against Chicago. Patty Kane with two, including kind of a two-on-one in overtime. But are you hoping to see Mads, who, by the way, I think you mentioned off the top, has joined the team in Florida. Now, I I quote tweeted at Send Central. I just said, you know what? What's the point in bringing him all the way to Florida if you're not going to play him? But the next two games at Florida, home to Tampa, how are you hoping the goaltending
1: shakes out? Well, I, I agree with you. It, it would seem weird that they would bring him to Florida if he's not going to start. Um, now, we haven't had any word on Levy moving down back to Belleville, right?
0: He, he's on the ice at practice right now.
1: Optional skate for the Sens, about half okay. out there. So they got three tendies right now. Honestly, Everybody's favorite. Yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't work for anyone else, but it just might work for us. Um, honestly, I would ride the hot hand, and I would go back to Levy up against florida if uh if i was dj because he's had a better performance than mads or uh cam talbot has had in a while and then if you start levy then you start mads on saturday and vice versa if you start mads uh, in florida then you start levy uh saturday look i don't want i don't want to make this personal but i'm done with cam talbot like there's what benefit do you get from playing him in the in any of these last four games? Uh, unless you, do, well, hey, we still do believe the Ottawa Senators have a chance. We'll go over the blueprint in the final uh, segment here. Don't laugh. Come on, this is serious. Um, but uh, if if you don't think you have a chance to make the playoffs, then just see what you got from these young goalies. And uh, Mads already played 15 games, but. Keep rolling them out there, uh, get them a couple more, and I want to see Levy, what he can do in a little bit uh, bigger of a sample size rather than just one game. So I'm all about the young tendies here, Ross.
0: Oh, yeah. Let let them play. Let the kids play, DJ. Even though I think DJ's on record, Zach
1: Burke basically makes the decision, the goalie coach of who plays. Yeah, I think the, the only decision, Ross, that DJ makes in that is the decision not to tell anyone. No one will know. Who's starting in in goal until uh, the warm-ups? No one. That's DJ's decision. I will not God tell forbid, anyone.
0: God forbid that somebody found out who was playing, especially when that goalie is talking about how his fr- family can't get to the game in time for his first NHL start yesterday. That is something I will never understand. Just, it just We know who's playing up front and on D, who cares? Just put, let them know who's playing goal. Anyways, that's neither here or there. Oh. That's just a little pet peeve here, but... I think I'm with you. I think you probably play Mads. Mads obviously had a great game against Florida in Ottawa this season, right? Just a couple weeks ago. And then the Toronto
1: game probably wants a couple of those goals back, I'd say. I mean, if he wasn't feeling well, that's tough. But, like, my confusion is if he's not feeling well and he has to get pulled from the game after two periods, why did he start? Like, is it something that happened during the game? I don't know.
0: Yeah, me neither. I guess that's kind of... uh kind of a a strange factor that maybe we'll ask Mads. I'm sure Mads will come back on this summer. It's been an awesome, a big year for him, a recurring guest, friend of the show uh, on with us ever since. I think, no, he was already back from Belleville, but he was in Denmark when we chatted with him for the first time. But yeah, he was awesome against Florida, right? That was only two starts ago, 32 saves on 34 shots. Now I want to pull up his home versus road splits this year. I think the team as a whole hasn't been great, on the road, he's two- that
1: Western Canadian road trip was really bad for him, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: and the he's got team an 879 save percentage on the road, 900 at home. He's five, two, and two at home in 10 starts or 10 games, and on the road, two, four, and oh. So, I, I don't know. I think that either way, just give them each one start again. You think that they're going to go mad based on bringing him into a situation where you already have two healthy goalies. What's the point other than? getting him in the in the goal. So, let's let's see Mads tomorrow and then I want Levy on on yeah. Saturday. I need Levy on Saturday and then whoever plays better gets the Monday game against Carolina. Levy's obviously already played well in in a situation against the Hurricanes, but I think that I think that the Sens should owe it to their fans as well. Let's get a home start for Levy, okay? Either way. Yeah. Right? So, it's one of the next two games after tomorrow night it's Tampa and Carolina the final two games at the Canadian Tire Center before they end their season on Thursday at Buffalo so take your pick which one but I would like as a biased fan who's going to be at the game we've seen Mads I want to see Levy get the start on Saturday against Tampa
1: yep I'm down for that if they decide to go to Sogard tonight let's see Levy Saturday
0: Have fun, Levy, your first two starts against Carolina on the road and at home against the back-to-back-to-back Eastern Conference champs.
1: I mean, Ross, it's like uh, when you're teaching a a baby how to swim. What's the best way to do it? Just toss them in there. (laughs) Toss them in there. See how it goes. I'm not a parent, by the way. That's not uh, Brandon Pillar. not a parent. That's not parenting advice. But you see those videos of them just tossing babies in the water and just keeping a watchful eye on them. Things don't go wrong. Then you go help him out. But that's the way you got to do it sometimes. Well,
0: we're on the same page that uh, we've seen enough of Cam Talbot.
1: That's that's what I, I want to preface. It's nothing personal. I don't have any sort of personal slight. I'm not trying to bring him down. I'm not you know trying to boo him out of Ottawa. Nothing like that. It didn't work out. It's unfortunate. I, I will say at the time of the trade, I thought it was a good deal. I liked it. But... It didn't work out. It, in fact, it really backfired on the Sens with Gus having uh, an incredible season here. So there's just no benefit to having Cam Talbot play any of these final games, in my opinion. Unfortunately,
0: as the great Swedish rock group ABBA once said, oh. "Breaking up is never easy. I know, but I have to go." And that's kind of what the Sens
1: wow. need to do. Beautiful, with, poetic. You know? I like you know it.
0: what else is poetic, Bilzy? Trying to figure out how the Sens still have a chance to make the playoffs. <laughs>
1: The blueprint. We got it.
0: We got the blueprint coming up next, and we'll also take a quick look at the Belleville Sens. Angus Cruikshank is on a four-game heater. Can he continue that? The Sens, baby Sens, host the Lake Erie Monsters tonight. That's all coming up next. You're listening to Locked On Senators.
1: The Cleveland Monsters, Ross. The Cleveland Monsters. Oh,
0: they changed their name.
1: (laughs) No, I think they've been Cleveland Monsters for years now. But while... no,
0: No, let's see oh (laughs) okay yeah just since 2015
1: the division rival cleveland monsters but while uh while ross does some more research on the rest of the north division in the ahl
0: on august 9th 2016 the lake erie monsters changed their name to the cleveland monsters well guess what they didn't move and cleveland geography guy is (laughs) on lake erie so
1: No, you're you're not uh, totally wrong. You're just technically wrong.
0: Tonight, the Lake Erie Monsters against the Bay of Quinte Senators.
1: (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. You can bet on that game between the Lake Erie Monsters and uh, the Bay of Quinte Senators. And you can find it at FanDuel.com. It's the trusted online sportsbook of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one sportsbook in North America. What more do you need? They're partnered with the NFL, the NBA, the NHL. And for a good reason, they are the best. I love their app. It's simple, it's safe, it's secure, it's easy to use. The first five shots is an exclusive bet you can only find on FanDuel. I love that one. That's an easy way to get a couple shekels and get involved in the game right away. You can do same game parlays for bigger chances at bigger payouts, and you can find money line props, uh, totals, over unders, whatever you want. You got it. And if you're a new customer, there's a no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars you heard me right one thousand dollars that's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win so don't miss this chance to get your no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets when you visit fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel official sportsbook partner of the nhl
0: All right, Pilsy, final segment of the show today. Appreciate everyone for making us your first listen to Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For more, you can follow the show on Twitter at Send Central, on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators and make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. It helps us out quite a bit. Alright, Pilsy, before we put our tinfoil hats on, season debut for Igor Sokolov. We didn't get into that much. Uh, played not much. Fourth line minutes for the Ottawa Senators. little it over re- seven minutes. although a minute and 34 were on the power play the second unit he was able to get out there and you had a great stat of just how young this second unit was there with the obvious exception being Claude Giroux who scored his 30th goal in last night's win but what did you think of the shark in his first game of the season
1: I mean it's it's tough because he's been playing in uh, AHL all season he hasn't had a chance to get up to the AHL so I think Not only is he not really familiar with some of his line mates, but, um, you know, DJ is going to put him in a sheltered spot. He's not going to give him too much responsibility or minutes right away. I thought he looked decent. I think, uh, you know, you can tell that skating isn't his strong suit out there, but. I thought he wasn't really given opportunities to show his strong suit. He didn't have a lot of chances with the puck. He did have one chance out front. Uh, I think Pinto uh, slung it over to uh, the front of the net after Ranta was caught off guard with the puck off the stanchion. And I think Igor just wasn't ready for it. He gets a stick on it, but not quite the best chance. But I do like that he was given second power play opportunities. I love that he was put on the third line. I thought that was the right spot for him. And I think we're gonna get to see a little a gradual increase in his ice time, especially Ross, when it's a tight game like that. The the top six guys, you mentioned it, Timmy Stutzler was eating up all the ice time there. And when you have six straight minutes of killing penalties like the Senators did, Igor's not gonna get out there much. So I think that's just a tough spot for him to be put in to try to have a good first impression. But I think we're gonna get to see a lot more of him moving forward down the stretch.
0: Yeah, I hope he plays the remaining four games for. for I don't of. see why not, right? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, by the way, just on that note, you mentioned penalty killing. Tim Stutzla led all Senators forwards in penalty killing ice time.
1: Yeah, he's he's becoming a really good penalty killer, not just because he's a, an a offensive threat, but he really is aggressive uh, with his kind of getting gap controls, uh, hounding guys when they get the puck. So Tim Stutzla on the PK has looked very nice recently.
0: Very nice. All right. So let's finish off with Ottawa and then we'll wrap up with uh, with Belleville here. The Sens Vibe, and I appreciate the name. Great follow on Twitter. Um, he, he put his, his tinfoil hat on. He's saying we're not eliminated yet. That can happen, of course, in the next game because the Senators currently find themselves sitting at 81 points in 78 games. They are six points back of both teams, by the way. Florida has caught the New York Islanders, so 87 points for both wildcard teams Pittsburgh has 86 and then Buffalo has 81 same with Ottawa Buffalo though with two games in hand on the Senators however they're not eliminated just yet so obviously the Sens need to win their next four games that's kind of a a just win them all win them all win them all yeah and then Pilsy can you go over all the help that they would need
1: All right, yes, once again, courtesy at the Sens vibe, love it. So we are not dead yet, not dead yet. So if the Sens, or I should say, when the Sens win the next four games, they will finish with 89 points. When Florida loses four out of four in regulation, they will finish with 87 points. One overtime loss is okay. We can can, uh, spot them one point here. Maybe they'll lose to overtime up against the Ottawa Senators. The Penguins... Lose three out of four in regulation. They will finish with 88. Yep, they will finish with 88 points. Buffalo losing three of the final six finishing with 88 points, including a loss on April 13th to your Ottawa Senators. And the New York Islanders losing all four games. We can spot them at overtime point two. That's okay. Overall, very tough, but not impossible. We are still mathematically alive.
0: I tweeted out saying that uh, so very tough might be the understatement of the century, with how the Ottawa senators and you look at uh, missed opportunities and we'll have plenty of time to kind of revisit this throughout the off season. But if they had just won their last two overtimes, which is easier said than done, because frankly they didn't play well in either. And we're lucky to kind of even get the Carolina game to overtime. And yeah. obviously the Columbus the game, Jackets game, that's a whole different story. Oh boy. Totally. But if they get those two points, all of a sudden they're four points back and play Florida tomorrow night. It would have been, absolutely meaningful but you know what it's been a a nice little push here where the senators had that five game win streak and kind of put them back into the conversation but uh valuable learning experience pilsey i don't think all of these are going to happen
1: yeah it would be the stars would have to align but uh will an asteroid would have to hit earth for this to happen yeah will chicken and shabbat be back for round one shut the hell up (laughs)
0: What? I thought you were going to say back for Saturday So we could see them play I don't think that that's
1: even uh, a possibility Well we'll see them play in round 1 If they come back Is Hamnick uh, scheduled to return for round 1 too? Give me the round 1 possibilities Of players returning for the Sens
0: Leave in the comments What your game 1 lineup would be for the Sens
1: You know what I'm sure we could find a way To get Forsberg in game 7 round 1
0: Yeah Josh Norris should be back by the Eastern Conference Final
1: (laughs) True, dope
0: can't wait for that. Um hey, speaking of realistic situations in Belleville, they do still have a hope and a prayer to make the playoffs. They're uh they're on their final leg though, wouldn't you say as they enter play tonight in sixth place, 3 points back of the Laval Rocket. Each team has 5 games remaining. Yep. And Cleveland has 2 games in hand. So they have a better points percentage than Belleville, but the good news is that Belleville's next pair of games i believe next two right
1: correct oh yeah so the next two games are against cleveland and both at home ross that's also important to know one will be tonight and then the other one will be on saturday and then this is where it's tough because your final three matchups are up against rochester americans and then back-to-back games in toronto up against the the marlies 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 have already clinched the division so are they are they resting players? It might be a, a yeah. East Coast Hockey League squad lineup.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the Senators' season can can just be uh, put up here, Pillsy. When you look at it, they they can be kind of discussed as a three, three, two, and two is their record in their last ten games. So when you're looking at uh, when you're looking at how the Belleville Senators have have gone throughout their season, it's just kind of win a few lose a few but the hope is still there that maybe just maybe the Belleville Senators can play some meaningful games to finish off the season good to see Angus Cruikshank be on a four-game point streak I'd love to see him get a look in Ottawa by the end of the season would be a huge boost for his confidence I think going into the final year of his entry level deal next year and what kind of impact could he have at the NHL level as well we'll be looking for all those stories and more as Locked On Senators continues, and we're bringing in the darkness, Pillsy. <laughs> Nobody even noticed you left unless they are watching YouTube. I, I was in the middle of my little spiel. I saw you were frozen, so I just took you off the screen, and I just did a little rant on how uh, Crooker is having a great stretch here, and how maybe, maybe we see him in the Senators lineup, but you are in full bunker mode
1: now, hey? Yeah, I don't uh, your, your picture, oh, no, you're back now, yeah, so I have officially Actually lost on the hotspot. I've got my phone flashlight as uh, my lighting here, but the show must go on. Uh, We almost made it all the way to the end of the show without dealing with this, but yes. Um, Back to the the Marlies. They might be dressing a soft, soft roster. Ross, I've been tinkering with the idea of going to that final game of the season because I'll be driving back from Ottawa on Sunday. Maybe I'll quickly stop over in... uh, in Toronto and uh, watch that final game. but we'll, we'll see how I'm feeling.
0: Yes, we certainly will. I, I would love to, you to go see some other Sens fans down there. me give, give me some final thoughts on today's show. I know the, the you're not illuminated behind, but I know you always have illuminating thoughts to end off the show.
1: Yeah, I, I try to. Um, my illuminating thoughts are we're still alive in Belleville and Ottawa. Yes, I may be completely off-grid and cut into the darkness right now, but your oh man. But your Ottawa Senators and Belleville Senators are still alive. <laughs> let's let's see the young kids thrive here and let's see let's just, just stay positive. Let's stay positive.
0: All right, positivity Prevails as Pillsy. You can't see it because it's so dark but he's probably wearing his positive Pillsy t-shirt under that one. Uh, can't wait for tomorrow's show already. It will be a game day and do the Sens want to play spoiler against the Cats? We'll find out tomorrow but for today we say goodbye. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan and this has been the Locked On Senators Podcast. Your team every day.